Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today, we're going to talk about resiliency, helping our children increase their resiliency in their life so they can be successful. You might notice I don't have a guest today because this one is kind of in my wheelhouse. I'm going to interview myself today because the focus of the work I do with teenagers and young adults is exactly that, resiliency. I'm a therapist. For those of you that don't know, I'm also a resiliency coach. So you might be asking yourself, why do I focus on only one thing? From my point of view, if we can help kids be resilient, the rest takes care of itself. They will be successful if they are resiliency and success, as far as I'm concerned, go hand in hand. If we're resilient, we're going to sit down, we're going to do our homework. Even if we feel a little panic, even if we feel uh, nervous, we're going to breathe into it and complete our homework. If we're not resilient, we're going to get scared and just um, get on a screen and avoid it and procrastinate. And if you are a parent, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And so as far as I'm concerned, again, it's all about resiliency, and that's my specialty. As a therapist, I feel like if we find our specialty, we try our best to become an expert at something, we're going to do good work. Of course, I'm not the therapist or the resiliency coach for everybody, but this is my, this is my passion, and this is my interest. And again, resiliency is an important factor on many levels. So we all, we all know that it's good to be resilient, right? And we often think of the big things when it comes to be resilient. So if you try really, really hard and you fail, you got to get back on that horse. But it's also important to think about all the, what I would call the micro resiliencies we need to get through life. Completing our homework when it feels kind of scary, when it feels kind of intimidating, um, whether we're doing athletics, whether we're in the drama department, whatever it is, things get a little tough and we, we want to be helping our child and hopefully role modeling, which we'll, we'll talk about that, role modeling, being psychologically flex, flexible, bouncing back, feeling stressed out and role modeling the fact that we can get through it without panicking. And I'm doing this episode because my stepsister called me. No, she texted me. We don't, we don't call each other anymore. Let's be honest. She texted me and it had a lot of emojis and exclamation points. I could tell she was upset. And she said, talk about resiliency on your podcast because everybody says that kids are resilient and that's not necessarily true. And okay. I could, I could see Andrea, you're clearly role modeling a lot of the emotional flexibility we're talking about here. So let's just bring it down a notch. I'm kidding with you. But the point is, it's a good question. Are kids inherently resilient? I would say yes and no. So definitely no in the fact that we come into this world very emotionally rigid, and that's why we, we don't have the cognitive ability to be resilient. We cry and we scream, and we don't know how to put our feelings into words. So obviously there's a, there's a lack of resiliency to young people. On the flip side of that, kids can often be very resilient and very confident. And so a lot of kids um, do adjust well and try to do really difficult things and stick with it because it happens to cater to their strengths. And that's something that I think is important to pay attention to when we're parents as a way of fostering resiliency is to foster their interests and foster their 
little individual priorities and their values. And we're going to talk about values. And maybe I'll begin with that. Okay. How do we role model resiliency for our kids? Okay. In two ways. The first way is not so obvious. The second way is obvious. The first one, I'm going to start with the not so obvious, which is to role model and encourage them to follow their own values. Values work has become very popular in mental health. And basically the theory is if we are following our values or our true selves, we are going to be in less distress because we're going to be comfortable and we're going to be doing things that cater to our strengths. Whereas if we're stuck in a mold that doesn't fit us, there's just going to be distress attached to that. It's going to become our norm and it's going to make our nervous system up here when it when it should be down here. Because again, it's going to be hard to be resilient and bounce back when we're doing things that aren't right for us, aren't true for us. So let's take an extreme example. If I say to my son, hey, you're playing football. And my son says, no, I want to do cosplay and costume, which is true. No, I want, I want to be a costume maker. Boys don't costume make. Forget about that. Put away that stupid phone. Um, I have an accent suddenly. Put away that foam and get on the football field. Now my son is just going to be in distress. He is going to be doing something that's not right for him and probably feeling like a failure and all that goes along with that. It's going to be real hard to be resilient if we have children that have no say in who they are and what they're doing, which again is another way of saying following their values. So it can be important for us as parents to look out for those little things, those little quirks that display our children's individuality. And I know it's hard to think of our kids as individuals. We, we sometimes we want to mold them into what we think is right or who we think they are. But I'll tell you what I believe the gold is, what we really want to notice in our kids, those things that they're doing where you're like, what, what is with this kid? He's drawing all the time. That's all he wants to do. What's with this kid? This kid is watching, he's, he's watching late, late, late night television and he's watching the comedian and then imitating him and doing his routine. He just can't, he can't get off the basketball court. He loves science. He's this, he's that. Where, where does it come from? Strengths aren't always something we have to kill ourselves for. Strengths are something that often comes natural to us. So when we kind of follow those little inner priorities, we're going to be in a position to be successful because we're comfortable. We're comfortable in our skin. And sometimes as parents, we devalue those things because maybe they seem like a distraction or they seem weird and they seem like, well, that's fine, but you should be doing this. Or maybe it happens to be on a screen and we conflate that with just social media. Get off, get off your phone. Maybe it's something important and meaningful. So we want to try to keep an eye out for that. Because again, our kids are their own people. And they are going to be resilient if they are following a path that's meaningful to them. Okay. Secondly, this is the more obvious way that we can role model resiliency. And that is to be emotionally and psychologically flexible, to show them that it's okay to have uncomfortable emotions because you are able to work your way through them. So it has to do with our own awareness of our own anxiety. And this is the tough one for all of us. 